That's a Shame is brought to you by the people who support us over at patreon.com slash shamecity. If you have a dollar, two dollars, a dollar to spare, join us again at patreon.com slash shamecity. Please. Well, howdy, partners, and welcome to episode 145 of this here That's a Shame podcast. I didn't agree to that. No. Style of intro. We've changed the seating arrangement. We've swapped it it around. And let me tell you, the dynamic is going to change as well. No more are you going to foist upon me your mad Imagiporium-related rituals. No longer am I to be the victim of your outlandish, unprepared, dare I say, ill-prepared opening statements. Wow, okay. No more am I going to take the brunt and merely be asked... For a response to some utter madness live on air <laughs> that you do with a silent gesture uh-huh. like this that I'm doing to yeah, you now. So you know what it is. Outward palm stretching. Yeah, open. like a handshake. The universal but sign of, of peace. No. That I'm offering to you. Showing you I've got no weapons. No, so I've you're trying to turn it, turn it round again, you see, and you, you cannot. No. Okay. Um, there's big energy in the flat. It's huge. We've just had a dance off. We've done a dance. We've hung out hung some out. washing. Oh, all the washing there is. We had a High School Musical 2's work this out on by mm-hmm. Corbin Bluff. And Zach Efron's there. And Vanessa Hudgens was there. And all the supporting cast, who I don't remember personally, but I wish them I wish them well. Yeah. And that was after another banger from the wonderful Goodness. Miss Carly Ray Jepsen. Yes, really An powerful. icon of the modern age. We've been doing a sort of spring clean, haven't we? Mm, we have. Really just getting the flat where we need it to be for our for our own well-being and mental health. And for our activities. Oh, about which, which we'll say many. no more. No. Best this um, this is an episode. Yep. And it was an episode that was supposed to be out last week. Yeah. And then what happened was, um, started editing it. I mean, we were late doing it. And we did tweet about that. So sorry, first of all. That's apology number one. Then... We did the episode and we finished very late and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll edit this tomorrow. I don't think we updated the listenership, but I guess by that point, if we've said it today, There's an implicit yeah, people understanding. Know, people know that tomorrow is a very long stretching yeah. on into eternity. And, you know, given that people uh, live all around the world... Yeah, they do. It's always tomorrow somewhere. Absolutely, and that's really been a core ethos at mm. TAS for some Unless time. you're right at the edge of the dateline, I suppose. Or by the big ice wall that surrounds our flat earth. Well, yeah. Or for those on Thoth. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. They never reach tomorrow. Um, then I came, sat down to edit in Reaper. I put my headphones on. I thought it's been a while since I've had to do this. And um, first 13 or so minutes, great content, really good. Second part after that was a real mishmash, a collage of audio experiences flicking and flitting its way through the temporality that we'd experienced when we linearly Mm. smashed out the show from our teeth mouth. Um, I guess it's somewhere in the audio sphere, the gods had taken it upon themselves to just reorganize those jigsaw pieces into something of their own. And maybe that's why we've got Jesus on our windowsill today, just kind of looking over and blessing the show just so yeah. that doesn't happen this time. Yeah, no, that's nice. That's a nice thought. Yeah. How have you been then since last respect oh, to the listenership? Goodness, thanks for asking. Very great. Oh, that is Absolutely. good. Absolutely. How are um 
Yeah. How are the vitamin D levels? Yeah, really low still, but I'm I'm taking all the supplements I can just to, you know, just eke out whatever vitamin D there is That's to be had in my in my body. Well, I'm sure that the listenership will be behind me in saying good luck. Yeah, thanks guys. Good luck. Thanks good a lot. Luck. I have to t- taste like uh taste like just eating olive oil, which mm. isn't that bad, I suppose. No, it could be worse things. Mm. Could just be like generic oil. Yeah, and how about you? Yeah, I'm you've okay. been holding up. I have you been holding up, big up. guy. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, just about oh, oh, held, held up, nice. Dang, dangling, like yeah. you know, like when you like, hold, like yourself when Michael up. Jackson used to hold that baby up. Yep, like when he did that, pretending it was going to drop. He go very Whoa. safely. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Um, I I was thinking the other day about. You know, art. Because oh, I was yeah. thinking about this episode that never went out. Yeah. And that it's going to go out now. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of about art in yeah. a way. Well, and it is as well. Just and um, that. I, was, I was talking to um, my brother. Yeah. And I had this sudden flashback to uh, telling him once when we were younger a story from that I, I don't think I told my parents for ages which was that I, I'd written this poem at school um, and uh, it was a piece of art. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was Even a at a young age, you were... You it was, was, this was like year two. I you think. were spitting out year art two, from the glands. Yeah, well, you know how oh, they yeah. say some people are kind of like a savant or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. They start young. You, was, over, you were frothing at the mouth with well, that, creative juices. Yeah, and I'd learned... It learnt, was spuming out of you. I'd learnt like some, some like new knowledge. Uh-huh. And I thought knowledge... Yeah. Uh, knowledge, art. Yeah, there's a prism. You can, you can, bend you can the put those together. Through. Yeah. Uh, and so we had to write this like uh, poem, a little thing about our summer mm. and how it had been. And I remembered a particular verse. Just again, to tell the story, move the narrative along, uh-huh. but also involve some of the uh, the, the education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because, you know, I... I was sort of top of the class kind of thing. No way, really? And I I just wanted, you know... What happened? Uh, yeah, well, don't don't worry. <laughs> I was never top of the class in, Peak you know... too soon. Uh, you know, I, I was talking about this with some friends the other day. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> that was the general consensus. Yeah, that was the consensus for, for most of us. I think. <laughs> but, um, but when your fire did burn, God, was it bright. And what I wanted was to, like Prometheus, share that flame, share yeah. that light with, uh, with others. Yeah, and so nice. this poem, and I'm... Afraid I don't have a copy of it anywhere, and I don't remember any of the other verses. Although maybe someone else might. Uh-huh. Um, but I do remember very profoundly this one. Just tell me what you think. Okay. Tell me if it stood the Drop, test of time. I should be honest and yeah, obviously. Okay. I mean, this was like early noughties, so obviously, Let like me just reframe different that cultural context. Different Boy movement bands still on the on the yeah. up and up. I think this is kind of like just post nine eleven. So, so we're all the world's reeling. And we'll feel that in the text. I'm yeah, sure. and uh, and as well, you know, I just want to bear in mind that. It, that's you know nearly two decades ago now. It's like styles do change. I know that it's not you know like sometimes you listen to kind of R and B from that era, yeah, and like a, oh, bit, a little bit dated bit or tinny. whatnot. Um, so here here we go. It's just a little uh, okay, <clears throat> a little sort of quatrain sort of thing. Uh, the, the the setup is we're on our way to the to the seaside. Oh, nice! I can't Walking think across the sand dunes. Yeah, I can see the sea. Clever. The sea's in sight. Thomas Edison invented the light. Oh, very nice. What I like about that is the seamless transition. Well, yeah. From lived experience, kind of that first person perspective, 
present tense as well mm-hmm. to just throwing in a kind of a side that really it's like you're taking the reader into their confidence into your confidence rather and just being like look i can see this i know you can't because you're you're just reading this dead text for all yeah. intents and purposes and so a way to connect your 2001 post 9-11 trauma of visiting the seaside site yeah. with with a broader kind of human narrative was to just relate that to some of the great geniuses yeah. of the age. And also I, I think I was kind of going for a, you know, in that time after 9-11, you know, you, you, you had to confront as many did, you know, in at the early beginnings of postmodernism, uh-huh. just after like the Second World War, the Holocaust, yeah, the dropping of the atom. You remember all that? Yeah. I bad, had to eat stuff. We were all kind of forced to confront in the wake of 9-11 that kind of, reality that your world could come crashing down around you at any given second and so when you're in a time of leisure Uh it's important to remember that there are those working hard to make our lives better so i didn't want the the readership to think that just because i privileged i was privileged enough to go to the beach with my family and i wasn't that i wasn't unaware Uh that heroes like edison there was a struggle had been out there stealing people's work for our benefit and i guess one of the things that you you hint at the author hints at there. Delane uh, really suggests is Edison and and light. That moment is is very mythologized about, mm. and it's we use the light bulb as an image of creating Created. an idea, much like Bin Laden <laughs> had the idea to to fly some jets into the the two towers. And I I believe that he uh, sorry the twin towers that was Lord of the Rings. Yeah, <clears throat> um, always doing that. You are always it's doing that. It's like dinosaur and dragon. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah I, and I believe that those around Bin Laden, I mean, we're still waiting for kind of like final authenticity. Well, they won't release the dossier. History, you know, only history will tell. Yeah. Um, but I believe that they did say that he had the like, like he had that kind of, because it's like a sort of halo moment. Isn't yeah. It? It's kind of a Christian image yeah. as opposed to what people consider to be his quite radical Muslim ideology. Yeah. But Islamist. apparently he also. He also yelled when he had the idea, uh-huh. Eureka, harking back ah, to another... Archimedes in the bath. ...of Western civilization's yeah. kind of cradles. And was he in the bath? Uh, Bin Laden? Yeah. No, he was in a cave. Okay. Even before no the attacks, he just... Plumbing. He just... Went. Well, he would have wanted to prepare to be like, this is what it's going to be Yeah, like. he, he, was no, uh, he was no slouch. He knew no. that things were going to be difficult. And all that just from four lines of poetry. And that, I guess, is... Is just a reminder for you guys out there that that's why the we paid all the money for our English yeah. degrees. <laughs> <laughs> that's what education can really unlock for a growing boy. Exactly. It's an art filled episode we've got. Yep, nice link. I was uh, just thinking of scrabbling for one myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, don't, don't worry, I just went brought. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't what you'd call a stand up guy, <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, God. No, Very so nice. uh, we want to talk. Harking back to one of our earliest episodes, episode four. Yeah, you remember it. And if you sit down, stand up, go and have a listen. I bet it doesn't hold up very well. No, it's an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, maybe say bye to the family for an afternoon. Hmm. Whistle off down to the the solitude shack and just pop those earbuds in. And it was uh, released, I think, just after you'd uh, come to see an act of mine Mm. where I did a very uh, well received (laughs) about a date I went on with a girl in a wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just, uh, it's been a while since then, two yes. years coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely ages. So, uh, I thought given that I'd started kind of getting back into doing some stand up comedy of, of late that I would, um, 
I just return to the to the subject. Uh-huh. We could have a little chat. I believe you've brought along some related content. Very related. And Good. something that I think you'll find particularly edifying. Perfect. In this time of of, of journeying into a new form. Mm. I'm really just trying to find your place within the broader system oh, that is good comma laughs oh i'm i'm looking forward to that yeah, you are, you are. yeah i'm i'm terrible. <laughs> anyway so uh what i largely wanted to talk about was the various archetypes that even after a couple of years or you know 18 months out of the game uh-huh. as we call it do you oh do you call it the, yeah, game? the game that's really interesting capital t capital g yeah Capital E in both as well. Yeah. Very nice. Just to kind of bookend the words. Yeah, no, it's an aesthetic choice and I'm really on board with it. Thank you. Um, so, uh, like returning to it, that those archetypes still remain. Uh-huh. They're kind of a constant and uh, I feel they will be going forwards. So There's this something is... essential about them, platonic almost. Exactly. So Wherever there's an open mic, these people will Will flock. be behind it uh-huh. or in front of it depending on how you like to preposition that. I'd like to just call... I just want to share a mind image that I've had oh. that I think might apply here. Must and you? And just tell me if I'm right or wrong. What I'm picturing is a very complex uh, Play-Doh machine. And you know what? They're like the Play-Doh machines. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not supposed to eat Play-Doh, but you can, and you will not die unless you eat too much because it's mostly just salt and food colouring. But... What you're maybe suggesting, and we'll come back to this at the end and see if my hypothesis holds out, bears out true, is that it's less that everyone in the world can be sorted into these categories and more that our ideas, what society enforces as our as our kind of roles that we have to play in the stand-up world are akin to taking that creative dough and forcing it through the sphincter of the stand-up comedy Play-Doh machine. Hmm. I'm going to say... It probably is not that. <laughs> uh, oh. I don't like, you know, after you've created such an image, I, I'd hate to dismiss well, it on I'm the spot. what I'm seeing is a so lot I've... of squeezing through a tight sort of Yeah, but what I'm going to say is valve. that people have uh, more agency in this than you're giving them credit for. There's a lot of that for. peristalsis going on as well. Yeah. Just like eking out the dough. Yeah, but what I'm, what I'm saying is that you seem to be blaming society well, shitting broadly out the for it. But what I'm saying is that actually the people involved Did have made so. a choice and they could have Can easily we really make choices in this yes. big society. Yes, for the for the sake of this episode. <laughs> yes. Okay. So this is uh somewhat of an artificial um aspect of the show because we have done this before. Uh-huh. But we've got four categories. Nice emphasis on gore there. That's all right. Calling to mind the Al Gore era that we were talking about before. Well, exactly. He was Bush. played a Prime cool. role. He was cheated out of, of a, a victory. And if he had won, well, he too probably would have invaded the wrong country. <laughs> Goodness. Um, Just to get them to recycle. We've got Reply Guy. Yep. Offensive Boy. Posh Boy. And Wild Card. I think, you know, people will have bristled there because we live in a delicate time. We live in a time where lots of wrongs are clumsily attempted mm-hmm. to be righted. And this offence, this idea of offence in stand-up is a battle that rages on some of the most obnoxious and horrible internet website pages made in HTML. So I think we should start with the offensive lad, get him out of the way, pat him on the head, send him off to off to Turkey Town. I think it's a good idea. So the, uh, the person who inspired this category most recently was uh, a young boy, looked 12. maybe... 
14, oh, okay. so not far away, but I mean, I presume that he was older. Sneaky eyes he had as well. In what sense? Uh, they were just kind of darting around the room. Yeah, and also really dark eyes, like okay. really kind of... Like no no whites of his eyes. Mm, like only very small whites of his eyes. Thinking them like that Billie Eilish video. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Um, so he was there and he got called up on stage and he had something of a maybe nervous demeanour. Uh-huh. Um, but more kind of uh, frenetic, I think, than anxious. Yeah. And uh, he started, as all good routines do, by saying that he uh, once went on a school trip to Auschwitz. Uh, and that was that was its own kind of... Context. Well, that's its own laugh, isn't it? Yeah. Because... They're such incompatible ideas that you go... Well, no, no, I, guess I suppose I that lots it. of people do, don't they? Yeah. I didn't go to Auschwitz. I went to a different one. And it was a horrible, horrible experience. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, they would be. But, you know, sometimes it's the comic's job to take those <laughs> things take that we're uncomfortable with. And to exactly And find I guess the that's like them. more fool me, because if I'd gone there with this guy's lens, I could have turned Sachsenhausen into an absolute laugh shot. Exactly. Yeah. Think of the number of people who've like just visited, spent, spent a day in Treblinka uh-huh. and just thought, this is ripe, I'm gonna this write is ripe for comedy this, gold. Um, and then his, his joke was uh, that, you know, the Holocaust, he could see, you know, the Holocaust was bad. That's really good that he will start with that kind of, <laughs> Blanket condemnation. I just want to say genocide. as well, more than that, it, it's brave. It, it, no one's saying it anymore. No. I think, well, we've forgotten, haven't we? We have. Yeah. And we need to be reminded by any 14-year-old brave enough to mic up. Um, but what he said was, and, you know, I wasn't necessarily hoping for there to be a but, uh-huh. but sometimes that's just the way it is. It's an inevitability. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was he, bad, but. He said... Uh, but he didn't really get some anti-Semitism. Like, he didn't understand why you'd be offended uh-huh. by the accusation that you're running everything, because that feels more like a compliment. Uh, and that's... Um, I'm just going to Google for a second. Yeah, just have a quick, yeah. Um, we don't want to be factually inaccurate on this show. That's a new joke. I've I've searched Google for it. There's zero results. Now it, so that must be a... That's a brand new trope, a brand new uh, strain, I suppose, of... Attacking the Jewish people. Sorry, Hank. Sorry, I see you said you've done that, but on my like little note here uh-huh. on my phone that I made, you'll see that I wrote no new, no new jokes. I guess that's your prejudice, then. Oh, it could be, yeah, yeah. And but that's something you'll want to reflect on. And apologise to him for absolutely, because all he was doing was trying to be helpful. So maybe what he's actually doing is is presenting himself as a kind of satire of anti-Semitism. No, I think what he was trying to do is be an edgy prick a dumb edgy idiot dumb edgy idiot prick an dumb hedgehog. edgy an hedgehog 4chan say hedgehog now hedgehog thank you there you go <laughs> yeah that's very bad and we uh, condemn anti-semitism on that's a shame we do we? fully and robustly let's oh, wait well what are we clapping that was more a rhythmic thing oh I see sorry I that's thought like you were like when you judge when you judge a gavel right oh I see yeah it just it sounded well I mean it just was applause <laughs> <So> <laughs> I didn't want people to get the wrong idea what, what would the wrong idea be that you were context? applauding anti-semitism no uh, we're applauding the condemnation of it right okay, the yeah, public that is good. total condemnation exactly yeah so um, 
Uh, yeah, there's always... You thought he was very funny, though, apart no. from that. Like, well, he probably had a very good stylish delivery. No, he didn't. Did he maybe, like, flick his head at you when he said it? No. The thing about the Jews, and then he flicked his head like this. No. And he, all his angular, he just sort of, hair. He just sort of stood, and then Noah laughed, and then he anxiously sort of tried to imply that it was our fault for a little while. Oh, that you're you the audience. Yeah, you weren't anti-Semitic enough for his. Yeah, for his well, exactly, and that's on us. Was he a, a member of the white persuasion? Um, hang on, just uh, just cast your mind back and think. Sorry, because sometimes it would be unusual. Um, from as far as I know, for one of the whites to come out and have a, an opinion he, like that. I know he wasn't because obviously he'll be he'll be feeling that oppression. Day I know to day. he wasn't Asian. Right. Um, Any others that you can take Just, off? I don't think that he was, uh, I don't think he was black. Right. So I guess that, well, that's, that's already billions of people that you've kind of eradicated no, from the No, hang on. The I mean, I could be influenced by the bright stage lights, but he was uh, 100% white. He was Casper the Ghost. Yeah. Pale and anemic, mm. uh, straight up Caucasian. Yeah. yeah. I had a really awkward interaction with him afterwards because he came up and congratulated me on my set. <laughs> where you have nothing else to say. And I just said, thank you. Yeah, I had that. I've had that experience as well <clears throat> at Edinburgh when you've done a play that's okay and seen a play that's bad and someone has, there's a lot of like venue incest where they're like, oh my God, I'll come and see you. Incest? Yeah, that's what they call it. I didn't want to make that clear because this is not an in crowd. No, no, but I just, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. They can learn some of the lingo, but don't use it. It's not your place. Um, when you're out there and you're doing the Vencest, you go and see other people's shows so they come and see yours. And obviously I don't do that very much. No. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do, they're like, oh my God, yeah, no, really liked your thing. You're like, thank you. Yeah. That means a lot. I've got to go. Um, but keep on keeping on. I The thing is, is like, I don't even think that he was expecting me to say anything back. But I think he knew I, it was bad. Uh, do you think he knows that he's doing... No, no. He's no, doing on stage. No, no, he doesn't know. Anti-Semitism? No, he doesn't know. Okay. He doesn't know. What does he what, think he's doing? Here's what he thinks. Because there's, it's not just him. Like, it, uh, like yeah, no, he's he is a prick, but he is just And he's probably the narrow end of the wedge. Oh, yeah, no. He was like... He, he, he didn't kind of double down, right. really, which often is the case. Does he give people. you the impression that if you sat him down for a couple of hours... Yeah. You got I, some leaders from the Jewish community to just be like, look... I, I think if he get like Norm Finkelstein in saying, <laughs> shut the fuck up don't do it again you need a better act <laughs> he could do his like big squeaky voice yeah. he could talk about his parents yeah really, <laughs> really lay it on thick really he could um, no I, yeah he, he strikes me as the sort who you could probably persuade if you're uh, like mate mate hang about there's more to this world <laughs> but uh Traditionally, they are not uh, a corrigible group of people. There's always uh, at least one at nearly every night you go to a person who gets up. And this thing that we mentioned earlier about like no new jokes uh-huh. is is I think is I think really core to it. Like it's obviously obviously as decent people, uh, which our listenership are, you can Woo. you can take for granted that all of you understand that. <laughs> doing just flatly offensive material is uh is bad yeah um but like more than that what is tragic about them as a group is that they will never understand that people aren't not laughing because it's offensive or because they are offended oh yeah this is sad 
They're just laughing because... They're laughing because it is not funny. <laughs> like, there is no joke. It's like when... And, like, only people in their community will laugh at that. It's like people who do a Diane Abbott can't count joke. Oh, a classic. Yeah, a big boomer joke. Yeah. Despite, like, Philip Hammond going on TV the other day and literally refusing to believe, in spite of <laughs> all of the statistics that he knows and is presented with, and UN reports saying that that Tory uh, cuts have led to 130,000 needless deaths... That he just refuses that's to believe. That's spin there, isn't it? You've got to remember. That's spin, yeah, that's sorry. The, the liberal media. That obviously it's Diane who can't count because she got one figure wrong in the eighth consecutive interview in the same yeah. three-hour period that morning. Yeah. But, you, you know... What, well, what, she's not putting the work in. But the thing is, is that it's it's that people make that joke and you're like, that... You what do you what do you think the joke is there? Like you haven't said anything new. Like there's no new laugh there. Yes. And and there's no new laugh in saying, oh, like do do you think how many of them do you think as a percentage uh-huh. when they say something like, Wow, don't don't see why you'd be offended as a Jewish person if someone implied that you were puppeteering the entire world order. Uh-huh. That feels like a compliment. What percentage of them think? That's a new joke that we haven't had. I reckon the kind of person, there's almost like a self-selecting element to it, where the kind of person who's willing yeah. to say that is the kind of person who's been exposed to so little outside of the kind of bright bar- bubble mm-hmm. that they they probably, most of them, think that what they're saying is new to most of the sheeple. Perhaps the people they brought, they'll give a knowing like, I'm, I'm going to do the one about Jews running the world. I'm going to love it, Phil. Knock them dead. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, go on, mate, do it. And then the rest of the crowd, like, I like the point that you've made about how there's no feedback mechanism that will affect them. Because if it's like a, a, a lose-lose, if no one laughs, then it's not because it's not funny. It's because... They're well. They're cucks. Yeah, they're not. Well, they're yeah. not libtards. They are. They're not willing to kind of go outside of the boundaries of what they've been indoctrinated with by our education system, which, yeah, as yeah. you know, better. Than as most someone who went to a filthy leftist school, well, yeah, like as someone who went to an all boys grammar school, <laughs> run near exclusively by uh-huh. uh, hardline Tories. Yeah. I know how liberal <laughs> it can get. Just how liberal it can be. God, it must have been mental. Right I now. was talking about this the other day. I I was at a housewarming party with some people who used to go to my school. Who I, I don't think I've seen even once since I graduated. Uh-huh. Um, and we were talking about this, and uh, I was telling a story about how uh, the headmaster who was there at the time that I was, he uh, he was. A uh, uh, nice enough guy, like a really nice guy, really helped yeah. me. He did helped me and my whole family out an awful lot. But he was like a uh, uh, a very proud and hardline uh, conservative. If you want to know the extent of that, I I think it was for his was his birth. No, I think it was when he announced his retirement. Uh-huh. He was Lap very dance from David Cameron. He was very pleased that I bought him a biography of Enoch Powell. Oh no, as a gift. <laughs> Um, why? Why did that happen? It just come out at the time, so uh, fair it enough. seemed uh, it seemed fitting. Perfect. But I, I, I recalled a really what had seemed even to me at that time a harmless kind of interaction when I went back to the school to be a teacher. Of uh, <clears throat> there was uh, they have like an annual event, like a kind of prize giving ceremony, or whatnot at the school, and then there were drinks in the library afterwards. 
and we went down and he was no longer the headmaster, but he was like a special guest. He came uh-huh. along. And I was stood talking to him with a fellow teacher who had been in the year above me at right. school uh, called Sam. And Sam had been, uh, we did like, it was a fucking like boys grammar school. So of course we did like mock general election when there was a general election, oh, yeah. mock referendum mock, on do you have uh, that people's voting. Thing, maybe? No, we didn't do that. But I guess the like, UN is a fundamentally like anti anti Tory thing anyway. Like, yeah, they don't love to be no, united in any way. No, so they they didn't uh, they didn't bring that in. But Sam had been head of the like head of Labour as right. it were uh, in that, and and even then, like this was maybe five six years after that yeah. that we were stood having this conversation in the library. Uh, Mister Baker, our headmaster, was stood like absolutely ribbing him like taking the piss about this idea that like, you know, oh, him probably, probably loves, uh, you know, Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely loves him. Can't get enough. You remember Looney left Sam here and whatnot. And you know, like we, that's some good all, material. Yeah. You should give it to that 14. And it's just like, it's, it's just really weird because at the time it seems that like we all agreed at the time, it seemed like you were just getting a reasonable, common sense kind of education and yeah. then it's not until you are exposed to anything else that you come back and are like huh well mm. maybe there was <laughs> something of a some something of a bent <laughs> to, the, to the way that it goes but to like bring it back to the to the comedy thing it, it is this uh sad idea yeah. that people who are of the persuasion to do this kind of offensive comedy um believe that they are more educated yes and certainly like more scholarly i think than the people well, they've been red pilled than Whereas the people we've just yeah. we, we won't take it we're blue pill cocks rather you know than the other way around and so when you when they say something like that their assumption and i mean we'll come on to this in another section as well weirdly some of these things are linked you wouldn't, mm. yeah but um is that their assumption is that like you just you just don't know like you just don't you haven't understood yeah you haven't got it um when really it's quite the opposite i've spent a lot of time online this uh last week arguing with fans of youtuber stephen crowder oh host of the louder with crowder um show which has come under some scrutiny uh from carlos marza of vox who does the strike through videos because uh, Crowder has uh, been doing something of a debunking of some of his videos. Yeah. That's what he, he calls uh, yelling stro- slurs and straw man yeah. arguments. It's kind of homophobic campaign of, yeah. of hate, I suppose. Uh, and just a, a small content warning uh, for some for some unsavory language uh-huh. uh, that he's debunking. Because, you know, someone has... Um, Someone who's such a profound scholar as Crowder. Yeah, because he was the voice of the brain in Arthur. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, so he's got the pedigree. He wouldn't want to uh, be accused of using any kind of like logical fallacy like an ad hominem. No, no, because uh, he loves or a straw like, man. He's got posture of all those fallacies. Yeah, so uh, what he's been doing instead is doing factual takedowns of Mars's videos by calling him uh, a lispy queer. Oh, and selling okay. selling merchandise that says really stuff like to the core of his argument. Socialism is for fags, but 
now you've said that and I fear that may be some you know that leftist bias again because oh did you hear I have seen it's it's figs because um well I'm not sure why uh what that would even and I don't know why because he's not the picture of Che Guevara is not holding any figs and he is no, he's doing, doing a kind of camp stereotypically camp yeah. wrist but no it is it well it could be figs couldn't it uh no no it <laughs> no oh. and that's it like it's a it's, it's such a, a it's an ignorance approach. that's that's entirely based on like feigning that they don't know things that are yeah. like patently true and then also simultaneously not knowing things that other people also definitely know to be true. Yes. But the the big defense of Crowder just saying all of these things is well he's a comedian. Ah uh, I didn't realise that because he's literally not funny. literally the defense it's a joke. And as I have like said to so many people, so many of his really insufferably stupid fans uh-huh. uh, uh over the last week, like it's not it's not comedy because there is no. He just said those things. He just yeah. said doesn't exist in a comedy. He just said structure. like slurs. There's no structure. There's no like craft to it. There, w- there was no joke. It was only a joke if you think it's funny to just say slurs. In which case, you're <laughs> you are kind of telling on yourself really a little bit, dumb. and I feel quite sorry for all of your friends. Yeah. Um. And that I think is the is the big problem with those people at, at open mic nights as well, who tend usually not to be quite as virulently bigoted as uh, as the online crowd, at least not when they're in public. Yeah. Um, but that they they think that anything they say is excusable with the defence. Well, it's a joke. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like that it's just a prank, bro. Yeah. YouTube people. Exactly. Without even pausing for a second to think about well what was the joke if you if you don't think that that word and its use is funny what was the yeah, joke which bit was the joke mm. it's one of those difficult metaphysical questions that i guess will stump even the greatest philosophers yeah for time immemorial and we're going to find it hard to come to a conclusion here yeah on this show so uh, should we maybe take a, another category or would you like yeah, to let's introduce... Take a category. You want to take another category? Because we've only category? got 20 minutes left. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let's say... Um, what do you want? Do you want... Offen- uh, we've done Offensive Boy. Yeah. We can do Posh Boy, Reply Guy or Wild Card. Let's get Reply Guy. Reply Guy is a short one. This yep. is more a plea from me uh-huh. to the listenership. Just in case. I mean, I know that you guys... The, at least those of you who get in touch, yep. you are a funny bunch, uh-huh. and our fans There's in the Congo, our fans in the Congo, clearly they're lapping it up. Clearly, uh, a hilarious bunch. Yep. Um, but sometimes when you are funny, uh, and sometimes when you are, you know, someone who likes to get involved in things, uh-huh. you can be tempted to use that in the wrong situations. I know I have. Mm. I'm sure you have at least example? once. I can't imagine that I would. Have well, one example of of such is is what I'm going to talk about here today, which Perfect. would be if you are asked a question uh-huh. by someone who's doing an open mic set. Oh, right? yes. Now this is less for if you go if you like pay to go and see a show. Yeah. You pay to go and see a show. Say whatever you want. Like, I don't really care. Those people are making a fortune. Yeah. However, if you're going to an open mic night, those people on stage are not being paid, right? Not in They're a there. fiscal sense. No, or not, in, not in, in any, any sense. Any. 
really it costs money to do. Um uh, so so there's really no need for you to uh well f- to heckle at all to fuck them over because heckling is a uniformly uh unenjoyable experience for yeah. almost everyone in the world. Yeah, it is. Audience member or or performer. Or yeah. indeed heckler, I'm pretty sure. I know. I think they get off on it. Yeah. I well, think they yes, are hard so. as a rock when they heckle, to be honest. But what I'm talking about is just basic audience participation, right? Stand-up guy turns to you and he says, hey, man, what's your name? And then Isaac. You know, like, what do you do for a living? Mm, jo- different jobs. Different jobs. What? What's a uh, give, give us one of your different jobs? Oh, um, <laughs> this guy's a spy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a spy. Oh, oh you're a spy. Yeah. Oh, right. So uh, that kind of thing. All you've got to do is just say, just say the truth. <laughs> just say the truth, right? Because people think that it's the, there's an onus on them to yeah. say something funny. They think they've been brought in like a magician's assistant to yeah. add to the act, and you haven't. It's just to provide a basis for them to chat about something to get a little bit of like audience warm up going. Ideally, it could be a robot that just responds. One hundred percent. I am teacher, and you're like, oh, teacher. Teachers, wow, goodness, <laughs> got a lot Better of funny get kids back to class, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone will go. Have you done any? Mental. Not yet. Not yet. I think I'm, you I'm should come along. I think you should yeah, definitely do that. It's a natural gift. Um, don't leave that teacher material out if you do, because that'll be, I'll be a waste. Yeah. And, deal with it. and that will be all. Ask me and I'll say teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, get or I'll say something. use stooges. Though. Or I'll say something funny. Okay, but I don't use stooges. Like, no. 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 Um, I was at a show recently and uh, the MC, he wasn't an incredible MC, uh-huh. but he was fine. Uh, and he was just trying to do a stand a bit of like audience audience uh participation yeah. and he asked a guy involved? asked a guy what he did quite nicely asked like first of all like are you an act like are you performing because uh-huh. i don't like to chat to the acts in the stage i think specifically because they worry some of them will we'll feel the need to, to they'll start doing their material yeah just like response. stand up and come on like stage when there's yeah. a q a in any circumstance and someone goes and spews their entire not a thesis. question but not a question but i've been thinking about the ramifications of uh of tarkovsky's particular <laughs> <laughs> and that was isaac shooting himself <laughs> there. both just like going standing next to them um and uh, he asked this guy what he did, and he said he was a lift engineer. Okay. okay. Now, that's a funny job. No. It's hilarious. Like, you, you've got verticality jokes. You've got just a wealth upon which to draw. Oh, what else? Uh, buttons. Oh, you press the button. Sometimes sometimes it doesn't come fast <laughs> enough. <laughs> oh. oh, that... Oh, that is it's funny. Good, isn't it? Oh, like, that is funny. Some actually. jokes you don't need to finish because the audience will do the hard Sorry, work. I'm just going to write that down. Though, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I've been there and I've pressed the lift that. button and they haven't, it hasn't arrived fast enough. Should do a lift? I think that might be, I think that might be a McIntyre bit. Well, it could be, but it wouldn't surprise me because it's gold. It's called well, yeah, gold. Exactly. He's not going to miss it. But it's like all that. about your take on it. So yeah. don't be afraid to shy away from some of that bold material. So there was a, some sort of follow-up question, uh-huh. and it became evident that the guy in the audience, what well, became evident to me, sadly, seemingly not to the MC, was setting up to do a really shit bit. And the bit was thus. Yeah, I'm not a lift engineer anymore. Oh, no. Why not? Well, I was working for Schindler, and I didn't get on with the Jewish people. <laughs> Is that the end of That his- was the end of his... 
the end. But of that's not bit. even a good way of doing the shit. Like for some context, because I don't know if this is a the world thing, over. Yeah. The most prominent manufacturer of lifts so. in the UK is called Schindler. So there's a private moment that everyone above the age of ten can mm-hmm. remind themselves of, where they were in a lift probably alone, but maybe with a group of people, everyone trying not to look at each other. And there are just, just tracked over that Schindler logo, which is just a square. And they thought Schindler, Schindler's lifts. And they thought that's funny. It's not, not funny enough to tell anyone. about. Not funny enough to do on stage. And also not, not obscure enough that you wouldn't assume every other human has already made that connection. No. Uh, And yet this man here, he was charging ahead with a a bit that, I, I don't know if he intended it, yeah. but just made it sound like he himself was anti-Semitic well, and that the Jewish people just didn't like him. And, and completely m- barreling past m- the very ob- obvious Schindler's Lifts yeah. like, sentence structure. To just go in on the Jewish like, people. Oh, what's funny about that concept is anti-Semitic. It was if they didn't like me yeah. because I was clearly a dick. Goodness me. Um, the MC, he was cackling all over the gaff, I'm sure. No, well, like... Just no one was. I would have it, turned honestly, on like, the brightest fluorescent house lights and asked everyone to leave. It it like it does kill. Like it, it sucks kills it the energy. And just just like answer like quickly and just say the truth and it doesn't matter. Like literally, no one's going to care. At a free open mic night, the person on stage a isn't going to be funny enough to actually rip the shit out of you in any way that matters. And yeah. B, no one's going to fucking know or care that it was you anyway, even if they did take the piss out of you, yeah, no which they're not likely to are. do. So just give your answer, say the truth, and please don't be the fucking reply guy dick yeah. in the audience. Okay. Posh Boy or Wild Card? Let's go Posh Boy and a non-Wild Card, do you think? Yeah, I think that sounds good. Okay. Posh Boy is... Um, a category, I don't know if you saw this coming. It's a category that's adjacent right. to a f- offence. Why would that be there? Because point. if you've got lots of money and you've been brought up in privilege, obviously you'd have devoted a lot of time to learning about other people's experiences no, you and see, kind of no, you familiarising yourself with with the class struggle you've as done, it manifests itself. You've done a whoopsie. Uh, I have for sure. You've done a for sure whoopsie because Fuck. they're too busy managing that money to, to look into all that stuff. They're on that grind. Exactly. Where grind means daddy gave you 10 million to invest in your startup. Yeah. Yeah. But it's hard, isn't it? It is. It's difficult. It's difficult stuff to, to, to do. Yeah. It must be, must, uh, must be rough. Difficult life. We know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> on that grind two, four slash seven. Crazy out there. Um, there's always one. Yeah. Again, there's always at least one. And uh, and again, like I know people say, talk about what you know. Yeah. But if all you know is being richer than all the other people you know. Then I that never is, talk about that. That is not funny. <laughs> the advice actually <laughs> like, inverts. It simply isn't funny. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we don't like to do crass generalizations here. No. At TAS. No, no crass on TAS, we're, we say. We're a nuanced podcast. Exactly. But if you are rich, yeah. you are not uh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> and if you uh, were funny and now are rich, your funniness, I'm afraid, is sliding down slumped the slope. enormously. There is a, like, obviously that's an, a, a generalization, but there is also, like, huge truth in the fact that anything which causes your life and your daily existence diverge from the average from the mean experience is going to make you infinitely less relatable and it just isn't very funny to hear about like 
Or when you're moving house and your gold statues keep weighing down the help. Like, it's not, it's not for me, that kind of comedy. They, uh, they handle it really well in 30 Rock, where Tracy Jordan, who is like a comedian whose background is like, comes from extreme poverty uh-huh. and then becomes ob- like the most obscenely rich comedian in the yeah. world. And they're like, you need to get in touch with a common man again. I feel like you're losing your roots. And so his, uh, his friends get in one of the like janitors, just like a common man to come and have a chat with him. Okay. And, uh, and he's struggling to find, uh, something to talk about. And he's like, Hey, do you, hey, you ever lose your remote? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, and then your wife's getting mad because the, you know, the roof won't close and your, <laughs> your bed that's in the shape of your head is getting all wet because there's rain on it. And okay. it's just like, that is just uh, a, a slightly exaggerated version of what happens when you do have more money than you need, yeah. <laughs> more money than the than the average person. In a non-comedic but related note, like the story I told you about the billionaire that I work for occasionally yeah. being like, shall I buy an Apple Watch because this Rolex is getting a bit tiresome? And then he had like a whole pamphlet, like a whole catalogue even of secondhand where I think that improves the value of their second hand because they're old, like vintage Rolex. He was like, oh, if you're looking for one, this is the one to start with. It's quite affordable. And I glanced down and it was like more money than I've ever had, <laughs> will have, known about. Combined. Can fathom. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It's very, people are quick to forget how out of touch they become. Mm. And if you're like, Self-deprecation is just not a strong enough tool uh-huh. uh, to handle something like that. Like it is the ultimate divider in the end. And it people people don't like it. Like people who are going to open mic nights like are a, a largely middle class kind yeah. of audience or at least descended from. But even kids who are descended from like middle class parents uh, at the moment aren't exactly rolling in money themselves, no, a lot of them. what with there being no jobs, no. Uh, no housing, and no prospects for our futures. No, well, yeah, all of those things. Yeah. Um, and so <clears throat> they're not uh, typically swimming in cash. And so hearing about how you are and how you're like, oh, God, bit of a drag sometimes, is just honestly the most off-putting thing that you could say. Like, no, there is... Like, it sounds so obvious, and it is something of a truism, but your relationship to an audience is, like, the most important Uh aspect of doing a set like this. And that doesn't mean that you can't be antagonistic, but there has to be a genuine underlying sense either of irony or contrition on your part if you're going to be doing so. And there never is with this guy. Weird. Um, The guy at the last set that I did... Uh, the exception. Uh, no, he like one of his jokes was literally about how he doesn't just have Sky Plus, he has Sky Q, and oh. some of his friends, <laughs> and some of his friends, were like, well, what even is Sky Q? And I was like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? You don't, you don't, you don't even know what Sky room. Q is. What are you poor? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Quite, that is quite funny. The, and and I think in well, I don't know if this is a a good sign. I suppose it's not a bad sign, but uh, uh, does raise sign. does raise some questions. Is that more than the offensive guys? 
these people get greeted with utter silence. Interesting. Like it is, it is the thing to which people have no reaction. Like there's not even, I suppose what they don't get is like nervous laughter. Uh-huh. Where when someone's being offensive, some people kind of laugh because they're anxious about they like. They want to break the tension in the room. Yeah. Like, oh God, this is horrid. Whereas with the, with the posh guy, there is just none of that. They probably don't mind that, I kind of imagine, because they'll have no. been trained from early prep school days to be so despicably self-confident and assured in their place as generally above the common man that mm-hmm. they will just plough through. There's a real kind of indignation. In some senses, yes, they will and will always kind of double down. Uh-huh. But also there is a lot of blame on the audience. Well, it would be for like, fault. Yeah, for not getting it. Like yeah. there's... As if I've got up here to do this, I am entitled to your laughter. It's kind of the sense. There was a guy we spoke about last time, but for those who haven't heard or don't wish to trudge through it to refresh themselves, Uh of a guy who, uh, at the first set that I ever did years ago, um, who ended with a joke. Yeah. Why I say a joke. About how, you know, he, he was, uh, family friends with David Cameron. He was sad when David Cameron left office because he'd been promised some sort of like job in government, <laughs> all of which is probably true. Nepotism is funny. Uh, well, it, well, it, it is. Uh, if you don't think it is, then that's maybe a reflection. Yeah. That could be my fault again. Yeah. Maybe he was right. Um, but he said, uh, but I, you know, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't hopeful. I mean, who, who could imagine a, uh, uh, a blonde, fluffy head, uh, privately educated, <sighs> you know, uh, uh, edgy, uh, rich boy as uh, as foreign secretary. Oh. Which, for those of you who don't live in Britain, is uh, not so veiled. <laughs> <laughs> Less <reference>. veiled, more <laughs> spotlight directed at. Uh, reference to Boris Johnson, his all of those things, and yeah. was foreign secretary. Yeah. And do, you think, do you think the audience would have picked up on that though because it sounds like quite a soft well we all did because we groaned there was a there was a uh, apart from from me yeah where there was just teeth chattering fury nice. <laughs> for the whole act very good um but he followed this lack of laughter up with the most condescending uh-huh. uh gesture sound and sentence perhaps i've ever had it's the misfortune to hear on stage where he cocked his head and went, Oof. not a politics crowd, eh? I would have shot him. To <laughs> I To death on the spot. Bryony had to hold me in my seat. <laughs> I was so, so done <laughs> with What this. a thing to say. Imagine. Imagine thinking that's the problem. But that's it. Like, that is literal. Must be this that's 50 literal fault. In, like, well, 50s generous. <laughs> like, that is textbook entitlement like it couldn't possibly be my very that, funny that what you said was not funny yeah uh it had to be that the people listening didn't understand they probably it. didn't do ppe that's the thing oh they probably didn't i didn't too. i did english yeah. and we're just a bunch of libtards well we're dumb here's the problem we are dumb. we spend too much time fantasizing and not enough in the real kind of economic uh reality of the world and that's why we have to vote conservative yeah. Not just in this country, but in all. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's a moral imperative. It is. Uh, our final category... Yeah, for which we only have five minutes. Is, well, okay. Well, is the wild card category. Uh-huh. Um, you Strict time limits for this one. Yeah, I've got to watch I know, uh, E3. I know, I know. Um, is the wild card. Yeah. Um, and this is that there, 
for better or worse, uh-huh. will be someone at every open mic night who has a chaotic energy, either like this, right? either about their set, about their demeanour. Uh-huh. It could be anything. Maybe both. Could be both. I like that. Um, and this person could be uh, a good comedian. Uh-huh. They could be not a comedian at all. They could be a mentally ill person who walked in off the street. Fair enough. Hard um, to tell the difference. Sometimes. Some examples would be yep. from sets I've done. Uh, a guy who did a set that was solely about a specific night bus in Edinburgh. <laughs> that all of I the jokes. Funny. Well, I wet myself laughing, <laughs> but but in in kind of irony because yeah. that there was largely silence in the room because every single joke was based on you knowing the people <laughs> who were on this bus. It was like... That's such a was, funny idea. Which, which would be a funny, ironic act. Do you act. think he meant it? No, no, no. because it, it would be a funny kind of ironic act if there if there were more than one kind of mode of delivery for it. Yeah. But every time it was like, I go on the Margaret side of the front, you're like, hey, Margaret, like, what are you like, you're, Margaret? No, no surprise to see you at the front, is there? <laughs> <laughs> it was like everything, like Fuck. nudge, nudge. I'd be intense. I was honestly I gone. Like I was so gone. Much. But the room was otherwise and silent. What's nice about that is that obviously it's very... That set Stupid. slaps in Edinburgh, <laughs> let me tell you. But like, there's, it's a very well-meaning kind of yeah, idea. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's really innocent, just like, yeah. this, I find this funny, maybe you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, there was a, a woman at one of the sets I did recently, a German woman, uh-huh. who did five minutes that largely involved her going through why O, A, and M are the only uh, <laughs> letters that you need to... Uh, express or to know whether someone's enjoying sex or not and then largely just doing good okay and bad versions of what that letter sounds like during sex but it did mean informative did mean that three and a half minutes of her act was just sexual moaning on stage interesting and there was some there were some like good bits, but it, uh, I mean the the skit dragged on (laughs) and (laughs) the audience were somewhat tired and then I think I think in an attempted parody but then, it, given what followed, maybe not of uh, of German comedy, there were just lots of like moments of explosive screaming rage from her as well, I like which that. I thought was a a joke. But then she didn't get asked to come back up at the end for like oh. a big clap off, <laughs> and she kicked off. Oh dear! Not publicly, but very much to the man she was with was furious. That's a shame. Um, there was a guy doing a fake German accent who was pretending to be a mind reader and a, uh, and a psychic, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, I'm into that. Um, at the first set I ever did, one of the funniest acts of the night was a Spanish girl who was just there uh, because it was her birthday and she always did something mad on her birthday. That's and cool. so she was like, I'm doing this stand-up set and then just spoke about getting ID'd for wine <laughs> for like five minutes. It was great. That sounds good. Um, there was uh, a guy, there's there's often one of these, that a guy who's just high as a fucking uh-huh. kite, who just like has his whole set written on his hand and still can't read it. Nice. Uh, and just very casually mutters off one-liners, some of which are great, uh-huh. some of which are abysmal. And you know what? It's great because he doesn't care which. That's good. And, and if you laugh then it's great and he smiles and if you don't he's just like next one <laughs> here we go like rolling through uh, and finally uh one of the less positive ones i suppose was uh 
just to people there's always one person who won't leave one person who won't give up they don't the, mind. the, the MC over. is on stage taking the mic from oh. them and they're still kind of trying to the do a set been called. Yep. <laughs> yeah. the tranquilizer guns one arm in cuff are out yeah that's unfortunate yeah and I suppose that actually that is you know what some are good some are bad but it's the wild card element that makes kind of certainly free uh, comedy and like open mic nights because the 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 rest is going to be like five percent good acts, eighty uh-huh. percent bland to poor acts, uh, and and then in that final fifteen percent, you you want madness yeah. to just spice it up and keep the audience now on their toes. We've got seventy seconds left, and I wonder if you can tie all these disparate elements together into some kind of profound. I'm hoping uh, just cap to the show. What? How do these thoughts? interact how do they coalesce um i think that's the message i think part of the reason that uh, these nights end up as they do with people who are so strictly definable and why uh these evenings are so attractive to such people is partly because as with many kind of fads it's only a certain sort of people that ends up going and so there is a feedback loop of i did bland thing x or i did bland thing y uh, and it got laughs, therefore I should keep doing it. And those tend to be the people who have either the money or the time to keep doing so. People and, of leisure. Yes. And the only way in which that is going to change, in which there'll be variety to amateur comedy, new acts, different acts, more exciting acts, acts that break from the traditions of either posh and offensive or just kind of like bland and observational, is if a broader spectrum of people, A, gets involved in doing the acts, uh-huh. Or B, gets involved in going along to watch them. And so I give a plea yeah. to our listeners to go along uh, to a local comedy night of yours and just try it, can't it out. It not be funny it in some It will always be fun in even some if, way. Even if the comedy is how lacking in humour the whole event is. Yeah. And so if you can, if you have the time, look up one that's near you, yeah. head along, and in so doing, help to make comedy better for the world in general. You heard it here first, guys. Get amongst it. There's an eight-second countdown on the screen for your show. <laughs> Go and sit on the sofa. I will do a quick Amazing. rundown of the ways in which people Bye, guys. Love you. <clears throat> there are many things that we talk about on this show. There are many reasons that we talk about things on this show. I'm receiving messages all the time, my good friends, from listeners, from acquaintances, from family members who are getting in touch about things they want us to talk about. And let me tell you, we do them all. So if you have something that you'd like us to talk about, if you've got an opinion on something we've already talked about, if you want clarity, if you want to send us a vague threat, we haven't had any of those in a while then please, please make sure that you do so. You can email us, tas at shame.city, or you can get in touch via the contact form on the website, shame.city slash contact. You can jump on the Discord. There's been some activity on there. I've made a playlist for one of our Discord members because they wanted some new stuff to listen to at work. Isaac wrote, recorded, uh, and posted one of the most horrific offenses to music and to the senses and sensibilities of human people in general in the group recently and really we just need more stuff in the uh <clears throat> more stuff in the in the chat so that that horrid picture of the muscle man isn't 
the first thing you see when you log in. So hop on there, shame.city slash discord. You can find the show and you can find us individually on Twitter. The show is at that's a shame cast, Isaac at Isaac BD and myself at DE Delane. If you have a dollar or two dollars to spare, then why not consider sending them to us at shame? Oh no, patreon.com slash shame city and there's some extra content there that you will be able to enjoy and enjoy again (laughs) lastly and certainly not leastly um bomb word of mouth is best of mouth tell someone about the show get them to check in get them to listen get them to give us some patreon dollar why not that seems we could always do with some more yeah but until next time i have been declan And you've been Isaac. And we will see you next week. Okay, yeah. Bye-bye, guys. Look for the bare necessities. Simple bare necessities Forget about your worries and your strides I mean the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life Some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you Necessities of life will come to you.